Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. I'm bi trans Lebanese and we're recording here in America. With Rafael Khoury. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Can you introduce yourself and talk about what you do, um, about your background as well? Yeah, tell us how awesome you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how awesome you <laughs> no are. No pressure. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for having me. It was like a, it was a wonderful surprise to to discover your your presence on social media and to yeah. see your amazing work. So I was really really happy. What a gift! Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm Jordanian and German. I'm half and half. I grew up in Saudi Arabia actually. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So. Um, Whoa. And also in Jordan. So between Saudi Arabia and Jordan, and then I studied in Lebanon. Um, I'm queer, I'm trans, and I do theater. Mostly I write plays, and I'm living, um, I've been living in Germany for the past three years now, and I'm trying to do theater here. And right now I'm in Austria because uh, my play is about to go on here in Vienna. Wow, how has it been preparing for a play, when you live in Germany, preparing for a play in Austria? That sounds very impressive and difficult. And have you been mostly spending your time in Austria getting ready for it? Yeah, I've I've come for the rehearsals and now I'm here for the last week of rehearsals. And uh, it's actually been really amazing because, I mean, Germany can be like, Germany and Austria are like really big systems and a really little sister or really big brother and little brother so it's there's always this kind of dynamic where Germany gets all the kind of attention and 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 the the little one is kind of straggling behind and I think Austrians are a little bit resentful of, of Germans and and all the privileges they have because they speak the same language but Austria is really really amazing and I'm just it, it, it's like somebody just reached out to take care of me it was so sweet it's just like I just got this call one day that like we want to do your play in Austria I was like oh, okay and I came here and it's like I have a family here people are so loving and, and warm and the city is really really just adorable <laughs> for yes. lack of a word you know so it's been it's been it's like Germany is big and tough and can be um, exhausting and then here comes Austria and says I'll do your play so I was like okay you know because I was sending it around in Germany and I wasn't having much luck with it it's a really 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 competitive scene it's a really competitive theater scene in Germany which is part of the reason why I moved there but you know Austria has an amazing theater scene and underground kind of culture as well in Vienna at least and so it's like such an, an honor to be taken in here I was yeah. really it's really open open its arms for me so i think yeah vienna seems like such a wonderful place for this it's such an artistic and rich in history city it's a beautiful city but uh tell us about the play the play is about um three trans arab characters and one of them is like one of them is algerian and she's a trans woman and the other one is a trans man and he's lebanese and the third character is jordanian and he's um He's basically a gay man, but with a lot of non-binary, what you would call non-binary then. I mean, I wrote it before the term emerged, but I, I see it now as he's somebody who's non-binary and who's asking a lot of questions. Like, he has a social dysphoria, and he raises a lot of questions about, like, how misogyny and patriarchy, you know, enter into gay male culture. And so this is, the play is about their lives and about, and their there's three actors in the play, and as they tell their story of their lives, the other actor, when one character is telling their story, the other two actors will step in as characters in the story of the other one. So the character of uh, the actor playing the trans Algerian woman will at one point step in and be the mother for 
the trans the Lebanese guys. So it, that's kind of how it functions. Oh, so yeah. the act, yeah, the actors are really versatile in this in this production. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. When did you write the play? I started writing it like over seven, eight years ago. It started out as a one-person show, a monodrama about trans masculine people, and then I was feeling. You know, like, I would really like to have a trans woman in here. It just didn't feel right just to only have trans masculine narratives. And so, and also not to have any gender queers. And, you know, I'm staunch feminist, and I really wanted female voices in there as well. So I added on, I did more interviews, and then I added on these other two characters. And so I finished it really in 2017. It took me a long time. Yeah, 2017 is, the end of 2017 is when and it's called She, He, Me, and it's at the Cosmos Theater, right, in Vienna? Yes. So when did you start playwriting? When did you realize that that's something you loved? Actually, actually, I never wanted to be a playwright. I wanted to be an actor and then a director. It didn't happen because my dad is Arab and is like, no daughter of mine is going to do theater. And so I did other stuff for a long time. And and some of the other things that I did as day jobs were writing and journalism. And so I became really good at that. And then and then I was doing, I did an um, internship with a Lebanese director in Beirut. And, and then I was like, well, at some point I should direct my own play. And I, when it came time to looking for a script, I couldn't find a script that was... That spoke to me, you know, and so um, I had heard about documentary theater and, and it was kind of like a light went on and I was like, oh, maybe, you know, there, maybe I could write some of these plays because I became really good at interviewing people as a journalist and I was like, we have a lot of stories out there and, you know, I'm queer and trans and if I can't find the script that I want to direct, maybe I need to write it myself. Being queer and yeah. trans was super relatable for us. So that's what I did. I inter- like I was part of a lesbian community group center in, in Beirut and I met all these amazing people who were so like inspiring and important to my own journey with gender and sexuality and I was like, I'm just going to interview my friends and put them on stage. And that's what happened. Wow. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we actually got started this podcast interviewing our, some of our friends. Awesome. True. Yeah. We're like, we found ourselves very early on with a glut of queer Arab friends. And we're like, well, we've never had these many queer Arab friends. So we started interviewing them. And here we are. And I, is that how it worked out for you? You started just interviewing your friends and... Getting ideas from them. The three characters in She, He, Me, are they kind of... Are they based on interviews that you had with people? Absolutely. They're all they're all friends of mine. So the story is completely nonfiction. Yeah, but although, although as a writer, I kind of disagree with this differentiation because I think there's so much truth in fiction and so much fiction in documentary. And so for me me, there's a lot of like even just which characters I choose which parts of their story I, I want to tell how I tell it all of those are very subjective decisions and so I think the line between fact and fiction is is blurry even though yeah absolutely these are yeah. these are true stories and real things that happen to real people so you do have to be more careful I think as a playwright yeah you're dealing with real people's lives and so it requires a lot more respect and care when you when you do that are any of the people that this is based on going to see the play like actually yeah actually yeah that when i I did a reading of it in new york and and one of the characters um he lives in new york and he actually had never been to the theater before and he came to see it and it was like his life story on stage it was fantastic and we're trying to bring um, uh, my algerian friend from sweden uh, come but i'm not sure because like it's quite a small theater so i don't know if they have the budget for that but we might pull in and try to get her here that's so powerful for them to get to see it yeah so it was this 
this play that was in New York already? Yeah, well, we did a reading of it at a, at a play, Playwright Development Center. So oh. it wasn't like a, a full-fledged production. I'm still trying to do that. I'm still sending it around to theaters in the U.S. to see if I can get a real production. Because a reading is not like a real play, you know. It's not, it's not as... For me as a playwright, publication is when the play is staged, like, in a real way, you know? Mm. Okay, I got so, you. Yeah. yeah. So you will send us uh, a notice when you do get some time in the United States, right? I'm actually coming in April. Oh, really? Uh, to New York? New York. And, and, and maybe California as well. So, do you know where in California yet? Or you um, sure? at, it's in the Bay Area. It's called Montalvo Arts. It's like an artist residency, which I was at last year, but they invited me back this year. So we're just trying to coordinate like time. Ooh, it's near San Jose. Oh, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool that you did that. You were working on this sort of type of thing in um, Beirut. What's yeah. the yeah? What's um, the theater scene like there? It, for queer stuff, like for example, I did a. Uh, play with queer women and gender non-conforming people we had to do it by invitation only and we couldn't invite the media so when it comes to like queers queer documentary stuff at least because the real people who were telling their stories were the actors as well so it was really frustrating for me as a director like not to be able to open that up to the public and have those conversations with the public but it involves people's safety and a lot of them you know are not out at work and so it's when it comes to queer and trans stuff it's more difficult like i can't put this play on in beirut because half the play is about how this um algerian trans woman is uh, like assaulted by the police and, uh, and really molested by the police and so it's like that would cause a problem for me in beirut if i stage that play i can't really put it on in any arab country but generally beirut has a more vibrant theater scene than than most arab countries you know it's just there's still a lack of funding and there you still have to send every play that you do to the censorship office and so it's oh, wow. still very problematic as vibrant as it is and as cool it is as it is it's just there's a lot of structural problems. I feel like queer issues and um, trans issues and police brutality are kind of on point these days. It seems to be coming up a lot, thankfully, and I'm glad somebody's talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like, it's so tough. It's so tough. Like, just, uh, you know, I was talking to a trans uh, female friend of mine yesterday, and it's just the amount of questioning and confrontation and unsafety that she feels every day is so overwhelming and it's it's so tough that is very relatable for me because yeah. i'm rather late in my transition i generally pass but i also have this really bad paranoia about you know what if today's the day i catch a little too much attention from the police mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. or somebody wants to start something in a bathroom that's totally totally and if it's any comfort i'm late too i'm 43 and i just started tea so uh, that's probably kind of... later than you i actually started no? uh i actually started very early i started at 22 Okay, okay. So. Uh, I thought I heard you say that you were late in your transition. Am I no, 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 I'm late. Like, I've been at it a long time. I'm, I started at 22. Oh, okay. I am 38 okay. now. Okay, okay. I, mis I misunderstood. Oh, okay. I, I misunderstood that, too. Okay. I mean, I wish I could have started earlier, but don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Transitioning late. Um, what prompted you to start transition now? Um, oh, oh, like all times. Obviously, you were like, I'm sure you had feelings very like much earlier in your life but oh yeah definitely but it was like uh, i i grew up in in the 90s and things were as i'm sure you know a lot different then yeah i grew up in jordan and so it was like yeah like the just even like coming out as 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 a lesbian was already oof, just like 
getting disowned and having to deal with all that from my family was already too much and I just was like I couldn't deal with another battle even though I knew that was a possibility for me and that was something that I might want I was just I couldn't deal with it at that point and it wasn't as as widely known as it is now and I just couldn't handle one more level of marginalization so I um I waited on it and it kind of ate me up and then literally like I got endometriosis and it just like all my female hormones and like all kinds of um, menstrual problems they were just, it was literally just killing me I wasn't able to live a normal life because I had like female gynecological diseases and yeah. and I was put on like female hormones and I was like that is so not me so I was like what if I you know tried male hormones and in fact it made me like much healthier and it just was like killing two birds with one stone yeah yeah heck yeah <laughs> and i stopped caring at my age is like i'm like i just stopped caring i was like i care too much what other people want oh i'm like i don't care i mean and you can't always you have to take a care of yourself eventually the, the bill comes yes. due yeah yeah absolutely uh, so transitioning did it did it have any impact in like getting readings or like getting heard in germany vienna or the united states no i don't think people like people don't know i don't think they know that i'm on tea or anything it's just um like in that sense no but i mean i've always said i'm queer and trans even before that so I don't, it hasn't really had that much of an impact on so if they were surprised they weren't paying attention anyway <laughs> exactly. right so but it's only been a couple months now so it's all it's all new. we'll see what you know what happens it's maybe too early to tell. i'm sure everyone who would have had a problem with it would have noticed there have been people who have pro- who had problems with it and who i've lost along the way i have to say so but <sighs> yeah what do you do yeah anyway, what can you do i mean we all have that story yeah yeah i'm sorry oh i'm sorry to you but um i guess it's the way to weed out the shitty people (laughs) yeah wow growing up in jordan and then you also grew up in saudi arabia what part of saudi arabia were you living in i I lived on the east coast in a small industrial town called jbeel which is near okay uh was that early in life like was that in In the 80s oh in your childhood okay yeah 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 I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Wow, so Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we had, like, an entire day to talk to you. I mean... Ditto that. I want to know all of your stories. Well, you can check out our, some of our stories and basically a little of every episode of this podcast. But more... more no, but seriously... Um, not only transitioning gender now, but transitioning through countries. That's... Mm. Yeah, your life is a lot of... You've had to deal with a lot of change and transition. Um, different contexts. Yes. But back to the play. Like, tell us how... Can you give us like a brief summary of the arc of the play? Or each character's arc? The character called Randa, she starts off in Algeria. She's an activist, actually. Um, she sets up um, an LGBT rights group in Algeria. And this gets her in a lot of trouble, especially because she's also taking hormones. So personally and politically, she begins to just garner a lot of attention from her family and from the government. Eventually, she's given an ultimatum that she has to leave her country or face death. And so she ends up going to Lebanon to live. In Lebanon, she has a very difficult life. Nobody's giving her a job. Also, the Algerian secret police have contacted the Lebanese police. And so 
until the Lebanese police um, take her into custody and throw her into jail. And she was put in solitary confinement in a men's prison and also, you know, in a regular cell at some point with other men. So you can imagine what that's like for a trans woman. I mean, there's a lot of spoiler alerts happening now. <laughs> she gets asylum in Sweden and now she lives in Sweden. She's doing really, really well there. And then there's the story of Rock. Rock lives in, in Beirut and he tries to, you know, his mother's from the south. It's like a very kind of tough thing for her because the father has left the family and basically she's raised the kids on her own and here comes Rock and he's saying, you know, actually I'm, I'm male. And so the mother is on her own and she's from a village. And in my play, it's the story of how he, he ends up coping with his mother and coming out to her and, you know, just being somebody from South, South Lebanon and, and trying to be trans and uh, also at university in Beirut trying to be trans there and then eventually also leaving Lebanon and going to New Jersey transitioning there. Rock is quite funny and so this is a, one of the more funnier moments in the play because I didn't want it to be all like crying and <laughs> sadness. Mm -hmm. It's just like Rock is really he's a fun guy. And then we have another character who's Jordanian and who's a, a gay man and patriarchy in Jordan is really, really, really strong and very tribal and it's like to be especially an effeminate gay man in Jordan or in the gay community, not just in Jordan. Like he talks about how hard it is to be somebody who's not who's not really masculine and who's asking questions about what it means to be a man and he talks about how his brother finds his diary and where he's talking about the fact that he's gay in Jordan and how the violence that happens to him from his family for when they find out. These are these are their three stories. I'm I'm very glad that there is at least a lighter arc to it as well just because because <laughs> uh, it's because like queer Arab stories it's like it's really easy to get into the gloom and doom of it the Jordanian character is also very funny and just like very campy and, and <laughs> yeah. so it's like no I made sure that it's fun also I want to yeah. have I want the audience to have fun. well and it reflects the complexity of being a queer Arab or, or queer in general, parts of your life are really difficult and really hurtful. And then other parts are, you know, you pick your battles, you learn how to have fun in other parts of your life to balance it out, find communities where you can be yourself and be funny and positive. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Even the Algerian trans woman, she says in the play, like the best times she that she misses from Sweden, she talks about how much she misses Beirut and how many, how many good times she had there. And she reminisces a lot about her life in Beirut. And supposedly from a more free country, from a more free place, you know, she's still thinking about Beirut where she was in prison. And she, you know, it's like we also have a great time. We know how to party and we know how to like, there's so much humor in the horror in, right. in, in Arab countries and so it's like it's fun <laughs> it's yeah also, yeah it's not fun. not black and white no yeah. no no not at all it's yeah. like I sometimes I feel like if you like gallows humor you'll love the Middle East <laughs> <laughs> yeah just having that queer Arab representation too in Vienna that's so important that's huge and I'm really happy that your play is gonna happen there mm, thank you I, I really hope you can present it sometime in Berlin I hope that works out at some point me too do you have anything it's, in the works like queer Arab centered plays I'm writing two two new plays now one is more about kind of my story and about trans identity and oh. I just feel like not like I've kind of a non-classical trans narrative and so there's that and I'm also working on a play about love stories during the quote unquote Arab Spring and that's gonna oh, cool. have uh, that's gonna have queer stories in as well not just hetero ones. 
Yes. Actually, yeah. I wanted to ask. You said yours is a non-classical trans story. Can you? Yeah. Can yeah. You... What do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, I feel very bigendered, and I think that's a, another reason why it took me so long to like get on tea. But I feel very much like female and male together, and there's there wasn't a lot of like modeling for that. It's like I didn't feel 100% male, and so it, it was yeah. it's just it would, took me a long time to figure out if I started tea how how I was gonna still be bigendered and to to come to terms with that. For the longest time, I always had a trouble finding a balance between like my desire to be female and femininity, and I had to sort of find a balance in the middle myself. Mm-hmm. How did you end up doing it, if I can ask? Okay, so when I was much younger... Tell me everything! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, when I was like much younger, when I first started out, I like imagined myself as classical femme, you know, high femme, dress heels, and over time I sort of drifted more into androgyny, and like sort of a neutral presentation. A younger me would have been terrified of that. I was like, oh my god, you stand out too much, but you're mm. so cool, but... Because <laughs> I feel like the classical trans narrative is somebody identifies young, eventually transitions into yeah. this very safe presentation of masculinity or femininity. And I find a lot of friends don't fall into that model. I don't fall into that model very cleanly either. I don't see that presented in American mainstream media. It's like we, we see a lot of the transition and go super femme. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't see that many trans male narratives. We're starting to see them, but mm. you know. I felt also a lot of grief. like. When I started tea, it's like it was so. There was a period where I felt like some part of me was dying, and this was really hard to accept because I never heard. If you, if you follow trans people on social media, I, I haven't heard anyone talk about the grief of losing some kind of feminine side, if I can call it that. And so this was really hard to deal with. Like with a lot of uh, trans masculine folks. Yeah. Uh, I always hear like, because a lot of them grew up in sort of, or came about in the lesbian community, and a lot of them feel like the loss of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hear about talked about in the personal narratives, but I never see it like discussed in like the wider media. I think going male to female is a little different because the gay community has always had this strong cross-dresser um, subculture okay. to it. And while cross-dressing, drag, and, and all that are not transgender, they certainly have a lot of room for transgender people. You okay. know, everyone eventually sort of asks if you do go the drag slash cross-dressing route, it's like, so are you transitioning to be female or are you just transitioning for a better stage presence? You know? Oh. Well, you know, sometimes it's both. I'm I'm glad that's sort of getting discussed now because I feel like that need to conform to sort of like a classical gender presentation is stifling to a lot of people, you know? It's a good time to be alive. There's, I feel there's a gender revolution happening and I, I wish on some level this that that was available to me when I was younger, like 20 years ago. But at the same time, I still caught it in my lifetime. And this is amazing. I think about that a lot. Oh. The, what I wish we had, and then I realize, well, at least we're seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still, and it's still, that being said, it's still so hard. It's still so, so hard. You know, yeah. I don't need to tell you. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to navigate this also living in country like Arab countries. I can't even imagine. Just bringing that cultural baggage from Saudi Arabia and Jordan. <laughs> and Jordan and Lebanon. I, you'll, be, you'll just be so surprised. Everything happens there. Everything, everything. It's just like... Yeah, totally. It's just, I guess, with countries where the family is all like, you know, whatever you do reflects us and blah, blah, blah. That's an added pressure. Although I did have one uncle who is a very infamously 
bad crossdresser at times. And everyone loved him, even though he did that. Bad in in, in his fashion sense. Think okay, think like Monty Python, you know, drag, <laughs> not like. Nice. Not like high American style drag. <laughs> uh, you met him actually. Really? Yeah. I guess I just didn't know. I'll, I'll name names later. Okay. <laughs> I'm really happy to know this. But there's always like surprising little queer undercurrents everywhere. Sometimes it's just totally. hard. To, it's just sometimes hard to connect with them or recognize them for what they are. Well, so this is getting published March 1st. So everyone listening today, the play is premiering in Vienna. This is really exciting. And then you have, it looks like there are many dates for this. So this is going to be showing for quite a long time, right? Yeah. And my hope for this play is that it gets picked up by festivals and we can travel and tour with it not yes. just in Vienna but in other countries so for those listening in Vienna or near Vienna it'll be running from March 2nd to no the March 1st sorry March 1st to the 16th and at the Cosmos Theater and you guys should go and see this kick-ass play we want to <laughs> yeah so uh, you yeah, okay to get it to the states somehow you have translated it in English and German have you translated it to Arabic yet yeah, yeah, we have it in Arabic, English, and German. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. any, ch- any plans to publish this to YouTube as well? or No, I, do, uh, you, I mean, there'll be a trailer that, that we'll publish today that the theater will, oh, will good. post. But um, when it comes to, I don't know about Germany, but in the States, like the actors' unions don't, don't usually allow videos to be published. But I don't know how it happens in Germany. Usually it's something that they keep under a password and it's just something they send to festivals. But okay. no, I, don't, I don't know if they would publish the whole video online. I doubt it. Okay, I see. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. And thank you for having me. I could talk to you forever. I mean, you, we didn't <laughs> even scratch the surface. Totally, totally. (laughs) But yeah, let's stay in touch. I can't wait to hear about how the play goes. Thank you. If people want to connect with you, reach out to you, is there a way that they could? Yeah, I'm on on Facebook. I'm under Rafael Khoury. um, Okay. You have my email as well if they want to email me. And I'm I'm on Instagram as well. So those are good ways to reach me. What's your Instagram handle? It's also Rafael Khoury. Okay, awesome. Thank you all so much. Are you too on on Instagram? Yeah, I'll add you. I'll add you. Okay, awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for making this this show. It's just, it's absolutely fantastic what what you've done. It's been mm. it's been a lot even more meaningful than we ever expected because mm. just the people we get to talk to I mean it's just mind blowing like that we're getting to talk to you it's, it's like oh my god we get to sit with the cool kids now <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel right now right yeah. no, it's mutual um so you can all reach us at the queer Arabs on Instagram Twitter and Facebook you can email us at the queer Arabs at gmail.com we also have an arabic side of the podcast so ahmed does the arabic side you can reach him at the queer arabs in arabic at gmail.com we will post updates about you know anything else that comes up about the play we'll make sure to post whatever updates there are in the future thank you and so much absolutely um i i'm really excited for you and i hope everything goes well next week and thank you thank you so so yeah. much thank you for having me Thank you. We will stay in touch. I would love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.